about both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Lovely 19-year-old Jessica Simpson. Coming oh. up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Everybody. Welcome to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. Oh my goodness, you guys. We're just going to get right into it this week. Jessica Simpson noticed us. And it's kind of like the BCAD thing. It's like my life is split up into before Jessica noticed us and now after. <laughs> and Casey did too. So that was really, yes. really exciting. Well, we should tell the story that – so. Um, in the morning, I texted you because I saw that Casey looked at our story. Casey Cobb, obviously, if you're listening to this and you don't know who that is, leave. But, <laughs> like, but we were freaking out about that. Right, because, yeah, Leah texted me and I was like, you're kidding. And then I <laughs> sure enough checked our Instagram. It said Casey saw it, so I was really excited about that. Yeah, it was overwhelming when Jessica did but with Casey it was like exciting too because we were like oh we love Casey first of all and then she'll probably tell Jessica maybe I know about it so I don't know if Jessica looking at it coincided with Casey like Casey girl if you did that for us we love you we love you forever you're an icon we'd love to talk about just you yes but even if you didn't that's okay still thank you for looking at our story so we've tagged ashley and jessica in many posts and they've never seen them to our knowledge no i check the story every day i would have seen the story if they ever saw just the instagram profile i don't know but they've never checked the story before and i've tagged i mean we've tagged them probably like 10 or 20 times by now minimum yeah but i mean even if they looked at just our profile i have an app that shows like the analytics i could show you because I use it for my art page. Really? Um, and it shows you like, if they just click on the page, it won't show anything. But if they're like going through your pictures, then it'll like log it like this person checked. So Jessica Wait, it puts their usernames? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so kind I of shady. It is, but it's like, like I said, I use it for my art page to like see like who's using it a lot. So I'm like, oh, hey, like just so you know, like if you want an extra like 15% off or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, no, so Jessica hasn't really looked at our page until that exciting moment. Yeah. So I tagged her in three story posts. Now, again, I've done this before and she didn't check it. I just figured she has so many messages and so many followers that I didn't expect her to ever see it. I would just kind of tag her just in case. But the first one was I saw on the Jessica Simpson style page they had posted they were selling copies of open book that were personalized and signed by Jessica, which is pretty special for her to personalize them. It's not like she's just signing like a hundred of them and then sending them over like personalizing is pretty, I don't know how much it is, but it's pretty nice, you know? So I thought, oh, I'll share this on the story. And I put, if you haven't purchased open book yet, here's the perfect opportunity to purchase a personalized copy signed by at Jessica Simpson. So she saw that one. Then I got my fancy 
box set in the mail that I got on my Black Friday discount, which was amazing. So I decided when I was opening it to just film a little bit and I put Jessica's song B from In The Skin over it just so there's a nice like, you know, song. <laughs> um, and so, and I just, I just put at Jessica Simpson, didn't write anything. She saw that. And then the third post I almost didn't do, but I don't know why I just compelled to. So Chelsea Handler, who's one of my favorite comedians, she posted this. I don't even think she made it. It was like a, like a graphic or not a meme, but like, you know what I mean? It it said, it had a picture of her audience, I think. And it said something like, I can't remember what it said, but it said something like, you know, you, you won't get what you want unless you ask for it. So I shared that and I just put, okay, (laughs) I was totally joking, did not think they were going to see it. And I put, hey, Jessica Simpson, at Jessica Simpson, at Ashley Simpson Ross, will you be guests on our podcast? Right. And so she saw that one too. Oh my God. I'm so freaking out. So exciting. So yeah, Ashley didn't see it, but I'm hoping Jessica texted her. I'm hoping so too. Mm -hmm. I mean, me and Leah were talking about this as we were living in the height of the excitement (laughs) that... Our fingers are crossed that, like, maybe once we're done talking about newlyweds, Jessica will be more open to mm-hmm. coming and talking with us. The thing is, it's not like she doesn't talk about newlyweds, no. you know? So I don't even think she's going to – especially if we explain to, you know, her manager or whatever, you right. know. We're just covering it for nostalgic purposes. And even though we're not huge fans of Nick, it was Jessica's show, too. I mean, it was 90% Jessica's show, 10% Nick, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that. that's fair. So we just want to cover her whole career. So, of course, it's a part of it. And, I mean, if you've listened to any episode, you know that we shade Nick constantly and always give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. She could like punch him in the face and we would be like, yeah, well, what did we not see? Because right. he obviously punched her first, even though she seems completely fine and uninjured. Right. Um, you know, like, so it was just so exciting and she didn't see the rest of our story so i think she just checked her dms right and was looking because she only saw those posts but i don't know if that maybe casey said to her oh hey like there's a podcast about you guys and then once she checked her dms and saw it she was like oh here's this podcast i'm totally speculating but the other thing that i noticed a few days before that was that Eric Johnson doesn't get that many comments on his Instagram. He doesn't. Neither does Tina, I noticed. Yeah. We're not going to be annoying or desperate. So I didn't say, you know, I didn't say, oh, tell Jessica about us. I think I just left some hearts or something on the post that he posted of him and Tina. I was thinking he would see it. And obviously, if someone just sees our username, they know what it is. It's self-explanatory, right? Yeah. Maybe he told her. And then she was like, oh, yeah, this is the thing Eric told me about. Also, I was doing I, – I did that a few times on the Jessica Simpson style. Right. Because they also don't get that many comments. So I, I just leave hearts or something, nothing too crazy because no. I don't – I just don't want to seem desperate. Yeah. I hate that. Whether it was the Jessica Simpson's dial team or Eric or Casey, we thank you so much for bringing us to Jessica's attention. Or maybe it was nobody and she just simply checked her DMs. I don't know. But I'm so happy because – I have been taking this podcast so seriously from the beginning. (laughs) I knew that they were going to find out about it somehow. Especially because, I mean, if you just think logically, like, there's not another podcast about them. So I'm sure, like, if they hear about it, they're going to be like, oh, that's cool. Our fans are awesome or something. So I just knew they – and I wanted – if they tuned in – because, like, I've met both Jessica and Ashley, so – 
I don't know. I just feel – I just took it seriously because I was like, if I'm face-to-face with them, I don't want to be embarrassed. Right. You know, that we did something stupid or that we had bad sound or that we said something, something cheesy. Yeah, or something mean or whatever. You know what I mean? We do a lot. People probably don't understand, like, the amount of research that we do with the time that we spend collecting pictures and reading articles and looking – I mean, I'll spend, like, hours just looking for one quote that I remember her saying that I don't want to get wrong because what if she listens to it and she's like, I didn't say that. Right. Which sounds like a lofty thing. Like, I don't know for sure if she's going to listen or Ashley, but still, I just wanted to put 100% into it so that I didn't feel dumb if, even if, like, Joe listens or something, you know, like, I don't want anybody to get upset. I don't want anybody to be like, you know, you need to stop doing this podcast because you said this thing about my daughter. something that, like, we're both good about is, like, if we're not sure about something, we'll be like, well, we're speculating or we're making an assumption, things like that, because this is a podcast of integrity. Exactly. Our plan is that... (laughs) When Ashley and or Jessica are promoting something, we're going to submit a formal media request to her management. And I don't – I mean, I know they don't have the same management anymore because it's not Joe. I assume they don't – whoever their new people are, I assume they're not the same people, especially because Jessica has the whole fashion thing. So I'm sure she has, like, people in the fashion industry and people in the business world. And, you know, then she probably has, like, a music agent or an acting agent or whatever. So I'm sure they have quite – they have some teams, you know. So we're going to submit a formal request the way that any other, you know, press would when they're promoting something. And we're going to ask if they want to do an interview, if they would be willing. And, you know, if I was them, I would want to do it because even though they can speak directly to their fans on their Instagram or whatever, this is a situation where you know that your diehard fans are listening. They listen every week. And we obviously aren't going to edit it in a weird way to make it scandalous. We're not going to ask them questions that they don't want to answer. We're not going to make them uncomfortable. And we're going to give them as much time as they want to talk about whatever they want. If Jessica literally wants to detail every single shoe that she is making and sell them, girl... We want to hear about it. We want to hear anything that they have to say. (laughs) Even if they want to like read us to filth and be like, your hair is horrible and we need to take you to Ken. That's fine. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I'd love that. What an honor. Yeah. So, you know, we're just hoping that that works out. And then I was also thinking that if they do any events, like if they do a concert or if they do one of their, like Jessica does her, she'll she'll do like a signing at Macy's or whatever to promote her line. We could also submit um, – we could submit to be media there. So I'm hoping that that would work out. If not, we'll just go as fans. Yeah. We're not above that. No. <laughs> not at all. Like, yeah. Like if it gets rejected, no big deal because then we could still say like, hey, like we're so happy to meet you. Like I've never met Ashley or Jessica. So like mm-hmm. I don't know how I would – I mean I in theory I think I'd be like calm just like internally screaming out of excitement. But – You're like a calmer person than me. So if I can stay calm, <laughs> you can stay calm. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. Um, but yeah, then it's really like, just so you know, like, we do have a podcast about you. We'd really love if you could, if not, blah, 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 blah. if you don't want to be on it, that's fine. But at least give us a listen because we do love you, we so, love you much. so much. So I feel like if, if we just ask out of the blue, they're probably like, we're, we're in quarantine. We're hanging out. We don't want to do anything right now. Which is fine. Which totally makes sense. But if they're promoting something, it's like they're going to be doing a day of interviews anyway. And in this world today, even if they don't 
release anything until the pandemic is over. I feel like a lot of interviews and stuff are going to be done over Zoom or right. the phone or Skype. So if they're just doing a bunch of interviews anyway, why wouldn't they want to – like if you're doing Access Hollywood and all this shit where they're going to ask you about like, oh, you know, how do you feel about Nick all these years later? It's like they're probably going to consider doing our podcast like a vacation because they know we're going to be respectful, that we love them. We'll and we'll submit them all the questions ahead of time for their approval. Right, like, obviously. Whatever. Like, yeah, whatever rules they want us to follow, like we are – there we're not going to do anything scandalous please send us your rider and we will make sure we cater to it oh my god no questions asked we'll do anything for you guys and (laughs) if they're in new york city uh i assume they're not going to be promoting in new jersey which is where we're recording right now but we could always just pick up our stuff come to whatever studio or wherever they are in the city and do it in person if they want to so yeah we will do literally whatever they want. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't stress that enough. If they're like, we want you to cover yourselves with honey and roll around in chicken feathers and jump that to a pool. amazing. That's yeah. exciting. So. Anything for Ashley and Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel like MTV or something is going to hear us and they're literally going like, to make us do that on some kind of TRL reboot, you know? I kind of would be down for that, though. It would be fine. <laughs> it would literally be fine, so. Yeah, so be that- good publicity for our podcast. <laughs> That was our exciting news. Thank you. So, okay. Casey nor Jessica followed us, but I noticed that Jessica and Ashley follow a lot of their fans. Right. And they follow fan pages. I even noticed that I think it's Jessica even follows one of the Ashley fan pages, which I thought was sweet. They're obviously open to it. It's not like they're just like... We don't want to. We don't want to talk to you guys. So hopefully they'll follow us eventually once we have a little bit more traction. I guess like once we have like more episodes put out or goodness, just mm-hmm. like more followers where it's not like so new. But this has been the goal from the beginning. The other thing kind of related is that Casey Cobb turned forty three the other day. Yes, Jessica sent her a really big cookie, like one of those. Like you know, a cookie it comes cake. in like right. It comes yeah. in like a pizza box, <laughs> and it said "Happy Birthday, Casey." So that was nice of you, Jessica. By the way, I was watching Casey's story, and she looks so young. She does. She looks exactly the same. It's amazing. She doesn't look like she has filler. She just looks like her normal face. She doesn't look puffy or weird at all. She just looks like Casey and. I want to know your routine, girl. She had no makeup on, and she just looked so young and so beautiful. So please, Casey, email us at ashleyandjessicast at gmail.com and tell us. Because, you know, we're starting to uh, get not up there. We're not old. But, like, compared to how old we were. We're not 18 anymore. We're not 18. And compared to how old we were when we were watching Newlyweds. We're old oh compared God. to that. So, yeah. you know, we're, I'm just getting a little worried. So <laughs> No, I, I definitely see it. Or it's like, it's not that bad right now, but like I raise my eyebrows quite a bit. So like if I'm, I could spot it out, like it's like right here that I have like two kind of, not oh deep God. set, but it's starting to form. I'm getting wrinkles in my no, forehead. I saw that too on my own forehead. <laughs> I haven't gotten any Botox, but I kind of want to. But the thing is, Casey, um, she's probably had it. Like she lives in Los Angeles and she's that's like the norm there it's a, it's the norm she probably has had it but i just want to know her secret because there has to be some kind of trick to it because some celebrities they're multi-millionaires and you can tell that they've had filler it looks terrible i think it's because a lot of them do it while they're young to like what i would say like about our age like mid-20s to like early 30s they start doing the botox then and then once they're like mid-30s they're trying to keep up with that look that they were in their mid-20s and then it's like their 40s and they're still trying so their face just looks frozen or like there's one girl uh i follow on instagram i'm not trying to sound like an asshole i'm really not but 
she gets lip injections and like she when she first gets them done like her lips are swollen and they look like really big and plump but then once the swelling goes down it looks so good mm-hmm. but then it's like she's like I don't I mean I don't know exactly how often she goes but it's just like she after a while kept going to get more filler put in her lips and it's like now they just look swollen and big I mean if that's how she likes it then mm-hmm. fine but like it doesn't look as natural which like if that's not the look she's going for that's fine but like well the thing is like there's people like for instance I mean I love Madonna she's literally one of my idols but her face looks so puffy she you can tell like she I don't want to say she doesn't look good because she does look good because she's always like great makeup and styled well and blah 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 but it just looks crazy and granted Madonna's 20 years older than Jessica and Casey but even like J-Lo Gwen Stefani like I've I saw their concerts recently and they really look like that that's not photoshop it's not like a filter on the video in person looking at them they look like that so I know Gwen's had like a couple facelifts I don't know if JLo has and when I say I know I mean like based on my obsession with Hollywood and stuff I'm making an educated guess but I don't know if JLo's had a facelift it really doesn't look like it I don't think she just looked the same like some people don't look older and filled and botoxed they just look the same and i'm just wondering like there has to be some trick to it only get this much or only get it in these places that's what it is like instead of trying to like get rid of it completely yeah they just put a little so it's like there's still some lines because right right they're at that age yeah Yeah. i want there to be lines on my face because i want to look like a person i want to be able to i watched this movie that was on it's on netflix it's called outside in highly recommend it Edie Falco from The Sopranos is on it and she you know she has aged and maybe she's had a little bit of Botox here and there I don't know but she looks older and she looks beautiful but she looks like an older woman now and she's such an amazing performance in this movie and you see it you know you see her face she looks like a normal person she's not struggling to get those tears out because her forehead can't move so <laughs> I have kind of this dilemma because I'm like, I want to get Botox so that I can keep doing princess as long as possible, but I don't want to, when I'm doing film and TV or theater, I don't want to look frozen and like a Barbie. So if you have any tips, if anybody, anyone, literally, please, I, I will not reveal who you are, um, Casey, if you have any <laughs> tips on Botox, because I don't know, I have been thinking about, I probably won't do it for like a couple years or something, but I want to know, like, what is the trick? What is the secret? JLo, if you're listening, we need to know. Any of our followers. Yeah. Like, just tell us. Yeah. Like, let us know. Yeah. Ashleyandjessicas at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is that I did get the fancy forever gift set. Yes. Which cost $65. Oh, wow. That's a steal. Good Black Friday deal. No. No, no, no. Wait, what? No. The original price is $65. I got it for 25 and free shipping. Oh my gosh. So with tax, it was like $26. So and you basically stole from Jessica. Cause like- honestly, I'm sorry, Jessica. <laughs> but yeah, Macy's, they had the most amazing deal. So I got the box set and it came with lotion, shower gel, one of the like tubes, the roll-on or whatever. Ooh. And then the actual perfume bottle, I have it in my bathroom. I don't even know how many ounces. It's huge. There's so much of it. And I thought, this is such a good deal. Yeah. And I love how it smells. It smells absolutely great. And I spray it every day and I just feel like jessica i feel like you You know fancy i feel fancy (laughs) exactly so i do recommend fancy forever and i don't know i don't know like which one of her perfumes is my favorite i haven't smelled jessica simpson's signature which i hear is really good so i need to test that one out okay and then i know you started reading or you started listening to open book yes so I was, I didn't get that far into it yet. And I'm so mad because I bought it. I mean, not that I mind giving Jessica my money because she deserves it. 
but I bought it and then it was like maybe a day or two after like oh it's on YouTube for free and I was like no <laughs> you bought the audiobook or the audiobook yeah. yeah I would much rather be able to like sit down and read it but it's just like her when, voice though is really yeah, great yeah that's one thing like I read another book right it was an audiobook and it was uh Sue Klebold who was one of the mothers of the Columbine shooters oh I wanted and to read that highly recommend it it's really sad for obvious reasons like that was a really traumatic event her recalling everything where like she wasn't a hundred percent sure like she knew that dylan died that day her son dylan Mm -hmm. but she didn't know for sure that he was one of the shooters until six months after it happened oh i never knew that yeah so there's like a lot of little details like that where she's just kind of like you know like i'm trying to be a good mom and not be too much in his personal space and like obviously i don't want to ransack his room but maybe i should have done that like like all these things where she was like I should have done this like I knew he was losing a lot of weight and he just wasn't being himself I just don't know how you make sense of that as a mom of course the whole world blamed her right which is insane because I love true crime stuff me and you both yeah we watch um Stephanie Harlow on YouTube love her she's everything there's like that Watts family murders case you know that oh my gosh that traumatized me so much oh my god not to get too dark but this guy murdered his wife and his two little girls his pregnant wife and his two little girls yeah and it was because he had an affair and he wanted like a new life with this girl maybe get a divorce i would say especially since his wife wasn't dependent on him like she would have been yeah she was very active on social media look this up if you're interested it's insane and there's actually a documentary about it on netflix now it's like the killer next door or whatever yeah that actually revealed a lot of new info i didn't know and i spent like a couple days straight up obsessed with this case like i just couldn't get myself to move on because i was so disturbed by it so maybe don't even look into it because it it really does like just mystify me because i don't understand he was acting like a cheating husband but he was not acting like a murderer he was not violent in his life he never hit a girl he i mean to our knowledge but that's something that would most likely be found if this is like a national (laughs) news story you know no girlfriends came forward and said oh yeah chris you know beat me up or anything like nothing never did anything wrong in his life and then he murdered his little girls I mean come on like it's just you never know with these things I mean this is totally not (laughs) related to Ashley and Jessica but like it's not this woman's fault that her son did this it's really really not and (sighs) Columbine has a lot of interesting things like that whole she said yes story is not true no it didn't happen literally did not happen yeah or like that was a lot of things like Sue debunked where like they were going after jocks no or like it was a successful school shooting no it was supposed to be a bombing yeah they actually I mean I don't know how they were feeling in the moment but I assume they were disappointed because they planned to kill a lot more people right so thank god that didn't happen but still anyways back to lighter things back to Um, uh some amazingness right like listening to (laughs) the book and Jessica's voice I just I don't know I feel more connected to her like just hearing her express it herself so I think that's really cool and then I don't know like it's like I said I didn't get too far and I think I'm only like two chapters in I don't know I like it just makes me so happy because it's like I think her voice is very calming yes um so like that's fun because it's like I just not to like toot my own horn or anything like that it's like I just have a lot going on so it's like as much as I'd want to sit down and read it's a lot easier for me to like put in my airpods while I'm at work doing my nine to five and listening to Jessica and then or if I feel like I was too focused on what I was doing and didn't really hear her I can kind of go back and listen to it again I'm usually a pretty avid reader since I was little. I've loved, yeah. I always love reading, but this year with the pandemic, with the election, I'm just checking my phone. I can't focus. I have to force myself to read like one chapter per day. It's horrible. My mom was like <laughs> reading me the other day. She was like, that is not acceptable, Leah. Like you love reading. Like I'm like, I know, but I have enough on my plate. Jeez. Yeah. You know, like, I can't figure this out. So audiobooks, 
I'm about to start Mariah Carey's. I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I read Jessica's book in February. Thank God it came out before the pandemic so that I could actually read it. Listening to the audiobook again, I did finish it. And I just have to say that the day before Thanksgiving is when I started listening to it. And then I had nothing like really serious, but I was upset. I was crying. Like something was going on. And then, you know, it was my first time having Thanksgiving here at my house. Yes, I tested, quarantined and everything because I wanted to have just my parents over. And I had to cook tons of things. Like my mom was helping me with a few things, but I cooked like mostly everything and to clean my house and like set everything up. And it was a big deal having your first Thanksgiving at your house. And I was really upset about something that happened. And I literally just thought about Jessica like being on the floor of her recording studio being drunk and she was dependent on alcohol and she was so ashamed that she couldn't help her kids get dressed and all of that stuff and how she was like get up Jessica you know and I just thought the same thing I was like okay you have to get up you have to go start all this stuff because your parents my parents aren't like sick or anything but like you know I'm like you never know how many Thanksgivings you have with left with your parents like you have to make this nice for them you have to like get out of your funk and just do this and then the next morning when I was cooking for like three hours I listened to her audiobook and I swear it just kept me going like yeah it's just so inspirational and I I teared up multiple times and just kind of honestly like it really did feel like a friend was with me right even though it's not like she was talking about specifically what I was going through it's just like it really did feel like there was someone just keeping me company. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was just nice. Like it put me in such a better mood and it made me feel so much better. So I highly recommend it if you haven't heard the audiobook, whether you've read it already or not, get it. It's on YouTube for free. Or if you have the money, buy it so that, you know, you're supporting it. I mean, the second time through, it's like even better than the first time. And it's just amazing. So thank you, Jessica, for that. And you actually, the fact that you bought it is good because you get the songs, right, that she wrote? Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, it said, like, she, the songs that she recorded were while she was writing the book and just kind of, mm-hmm. like, what she was feeling. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's included in the audiobook if you buy it, but on the free one on YouTube, I thought they were going to be at the end of it, but they're not. And so they are uploaded to YouTube separately, but they're not the greatest quality. So I do still like listening to them, but I'm probably going to end up buying the audiobook too because I want the songs. They're really good. Yeah. The last news story that I want to bring up, Jessica, she revealed that she's dyslexic, which is something that she didn't. I mean, she revealed so much in her book. She wrote about so many personal things, but she did not write about that. And so she got not only – we talked about last week how she got on the Times list of the 100 must-read books. Right. But this was named one of the best audiobooks of the year. I'm not sure by which, like, newspaper or whatever. But she wrote on Instagram, fact, I'm just – dyslexic I can't I don't know why I can't say that word and this was the first time I have ever read out loud without hesitation I did it for the listener I did it for my family I did it for myself I love that queen of reading her book (laughs) (laughs) oh it it looks like it was on apple books that makes sense yeah she said thank you for recognizing and respecting my story turning my fears into wisdom has been a soulful journey to say the least I appreciate the power of this praise with all my heart you're the best. I don't know <laughs> we love you, Jessica. Say. Yes. So, I mean, we've said a lot here. Do you have any more current news? I couldn't find anything of, of Ashley. Nothing current. Kind of tying into what we were saying before about the true crime stuff. Around this time in 2003 was the trial for the Scott and Lacey Peterson murder. Oh my god, I saw that. Yeah, was was going on. Mm-hmm. So, did you listen or watch Stephanie Harlow's? I did. 
I did. There's a lot I didn't know about that one. It's actually funny, though, because before you had mentioned the Chris Watts case, Mm -hmm. and I believe his mistress's name was Nicole. Yes. Um, She actually Googled, did people hate Scott Peterson's mistress? Because she wanted to write a book. Lord. So. (laughs) I actually feel bad for her because he told her that they were separated. Like, she didn't think she was having an affair with a married man. And he did say that he still lived in the house with her, but that that was only because of the kids and they just were sleeping apart on all that stuff. I mean, she testified to this and then they had a lot of text messages and stuff so I believe her you know and she was seemed as shocked as anyone and I mean I feel horrible for both of their mistresses yeah side note do you think she helped I almost said Scott um Chris with the murders no okay because I know that's like a theory that's floating around but it's a conspiracy theory Uh, so I don't think so at all especially because I think that even if she was willing which most people in the world are not willing to do something like this but he I think he saw her as like his new life And it was separate. And I think that's why he didn't... I mean, I'm not talking with any logical sense. He's clearly a sociopath. So in his brain, I'm not saying I would reason this, but in his sociopathic brain, I think he saw it as, I can't just get divorced because I'm going to have to split custody. I'm going to have to go back and forth. I'm going to have to lose my money in this divorce, pay pay child support. I don't want to do any of that. So I just want to start over. New life. And so involving her would have been like putting it – it would be too like messy, I guess. But welcome to our true crime (laughs) podcast. Podcast. Yeah. And I think also, you know what's really weird is a lot of these murders and abductions happen in Colorado. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think so. Yeah, there's a couple more like famous cases. I think it, I think Jean Benet Ramsey is Colorado. Hold on, I'm gonna do right and now. um, there's that woman that's missing right now, Susan Mayhew, who disappeared on Mother's Day. She was on a bike ride, and for some reason, her daughters were not with her on Mother's Day. Like that's so yeah. Jean Benet Ramsey was Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lacey was Colorado. There was another big one that's Colorado. I don't know. I'm staying out of there. Yeah, I, I know it's beautiful, but. Maybe just for a brief trip, but don't move to Colorado. And by no. the way, please don't kill anyone. If, yeah. If you want to get rid of them, divorce them, or just break up, restraining order, move on with your life. Yeah. There's, there's no need. Even if you have to do something to scare them or something, just don't murder them. Fake your I, own death, if anything. But right. Like, exactly. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't mean to make a joke of something literally so heinous. And <laughs> that's something also. Like I was listening to, I think it was last week's week the po- before, and like I hate it, but it's something I have to be better about like i laugh when i'm nervous so there's like a lot of times where i'm like giggling throughout the episode but it's like in my head i'm like okay well i'm thinking about what i want to say next and like what if i say something wrong or i like because i stumble Mm -hmm. on my words a lot so like i giggle every 30 seconds so trying to be more conscious of that yeah i I think it's just it's a natural human thing to like make a joke out of something because it's i mean when especially with what chris did it's like you can't even fathom it that it's almost like you have to laugh because if you think too deeply about it, you won't even be able You'll to get cry. out of bed. Yeah. The fact that this even happened. So we're praying for everyone out there who's been affected by any of these crimes that we're talking about. Yes. Did you have any more 2003? The IRA was sues music swappers. They filed a lawsuit um, against, it was 261 people who shared more than a thousand files on the internet. So like LimeWire, things mm-hmm. like that. We and all had then, it. Yeah. And then Brianna Lahara, who was 12, settled with the IRA <laughs> by agreeing to pay $2,000 in fines for share- illegally sharing music. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy because we all did it. Yeah. But I guess she 
was the person that I guess they just decided to make an example out of. Like, she's 12. That's so so stupid. They should have prosecuted someone who was, like, 20. Yeah. Whatever. So, a lot of stuff happened. So, this episode aired on September 9th, 2003. And on September 8th, two shows that are still running premiered. Anderson Cooper 360, which I had no idea that went back that far. Neither did I. And... The Ellen DeGeneres Show. First guest, Jennifer Aniston. Now, my mom taped this for me. I remember watching it because obviously I was in school. And I used to watch the Rosie O'Donnell Show every day. So, like, the fact that there was a new show. And also, we loved Ellen. Like, I already was an Ellen fan because when I was even, like, a little tiny kid, I was obsessed with everything entertainment. You know, it is on YouTube if you want to check out what it was like all those years ago. But we also had really sad news. And again, because I was an am a freak, I was very depressed about both of these things happening. <laughs> on September 11th, 2003, John Ritter of Three's Company and Eight Simple Rules, iconic actor, died very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Of He had a heart condition. I don't know if he had a heart attack, but yeah, he started having stomach pains, which actually is an indication of a heart attack or some kind of aortic issue right so if your stomach hurts you might be having a heart attack so get to the hospital and then johnny cash died the next day which is also very sad yeah i remember that i was asleep because i loved john ritter i was actually going through a phase of watching three's company at the time right and i loved eight simple rules as well because that show had just – I think it was on for, like, one or two seasons. Right. So I loved him. So I was sleeping, and my mom came into the room, and she was like, Leah, she's like, I have to tell you something. Oh, no. I was so sad. Like, it was so sad because it was so sudden. It happened, like, he started getting stomach pains, and then he died, like, a couple hours later. That's so scary. Yeah. More sad. This is, like, a traumatic episode. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, I mean, this is not, you know, happy news, but much less sad. Do you know what incredibly famous, huge, huge couple was right just about to break up and break their engagement off? Was it Jennifer Aniston and Red Pitt? No, they were married already. Okay, never mind. J-Lo and Ben. Oh my gosh. Benifer. Ben had just had a lot of fun with a few strippers, which J-Lo actually defended him at the time and said that she knew he was going to a strip club with his boys. It was fine. Nothing happened. She trusts him, but... It's widely speculated that he cheated on her this night and slept with one of them or that he cheated on her with someone else. Basically that he was unfaithful. And so they said that they postponed their wedding due to the overwhelming media attention, which definitely was a part of it because, I mean, if you were too young to remember this or, you know, you just didn't care at the time, I don't think that you could understate how insanely famous they were and how obsessed people were with them. It was just another, it's just different. Like it was just the tabloids and the paparazzi. I mean, they were going through their trash. They were, you know, I mean, it was just insane. And they didn't help because they did interviews together. They did music videos together. They did the movies together. Not that they were asking for it, but they played into it a lot. And they were just so famous. And I'm sure their wedding would have been a disaster with helicopters and all that stuff. But everybody knows the real reason was because I personally, we're going to talk about this because of the whole Playboy Mansion thing in this episode. If my husband or boyfriend went to a strip club for a party or something, I mean, if he was just going on a Thursday, then... Mm, I have a few questions, but if it's like a party or something, whatever. But if you're with JLo, you need to go to a strip club. For what? Why? Yeah. You literally have like the hottest woman on earth. I just don't understand Ben. Um... (laughs) I know that he has, he had like a drinking problem. He has a gambling problem. 
had or has, I don't know, but he's been treated for these things. That's why I feel comfortable saying that. But I just don't understand. I personally was sad because I really liked them as a couple. They were a really good couple, right? They really so. were interesting. I loved that whole era because JLo's super famous now, but again, like people, you just won't understand if you don't remember this <laughs> because she had the movies and the music going at the same time. And this is when her movies and music were relevant. Like she, she recently had Hustlers, which was huge, but back then everybody was listening like to her. She created Google Images. Oh, that's right, because yeah. of the dress. And I think that was earlier in 2003, or under 2002. I think it was 2000 or 2001, because that's at the Grammys. Oh, okay. Right, she started Google Images. Well, first of all, she was the first Latina to get paid a million dollars for a role. Yes, girl. Should have happened 20 years earlier. That was for Selena. And then she was the first person ever to have a number one movie and a number one song the same week. Right. That was Wedding Planner and I believe Love Don't Cost a Thing. Right. Her albums were huge. She also completely, not that no celebrities did this before, but she innovated the celebrity having a line of clothing thing. Right. Because she had her own line in Macy's. Yes. I had a J-Lo zip up and it was everything. And she had the Perfume First Glow, which I still wear. I love Glow. I love like all the different versions of it too. But Glow itself is one of my favorite perfumes ever because it's, it's just so clean, fresh. Right. It's not too heavy. Do you remember that iconic ad of her in the shower? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, I don't want to say it's frosted glass. That's the word right. I'm looking for. You can't see, like, you see her outline, but you don't actually see anything. Right. She opened her own restaurant. That's where Ben famously, even though she was married to Chris Judd, he showed up with flowers and gave them to her. And apparently that was the beginning of the end. Mm, yeah. And that's the other thing is that she had already been married and divorced twice. She was famous also for being with P. Diddy, who at the time was Puffy, and got in trouble with him because they were in a club and someone pulled a gun. Right. And she's like, this isn't good for my image. She's like, I, yeah. I understand that a hundred percent. Right. So it was just this perfect storm of music, movies, fashion, tabloid news, dating, marriages. She was so famous and it was fun because it was like, for someone who's into that stuff like me, it was just fun to keep up with like, because there was always something happening and there was always new JLo things. If you were a fan, it was really fun. That's why when I finally saw her, you brought it up last time and I finally saw her concert, which was last year. It was just like, felt like the epitome of my life. Just like <laughs> coming together. <laughs> anyway, she was an icon and Ben, you blew it. I mean, just like Nick in different ways, really. But obviously, like I said, with Nick, it all worked out for the best. It was all meant to be, you know, they they both have children now with other people and it it was supposed to be this way. But Ben, you blew it with JLo. And I heard that I think they they both said that they still like email each other sometimes. Okay, that's cool. They're cordial. I like that. Because when, when he broke up with Jennifer Garner, J-Lo was still with that dancer Casper that she right. was with for a long Casper time. Casper Smart, I believe that was his name. Is that his last name? I'm 90% sure. But then that ended before she started... Remember when she hooked up with Drake and they posted on Instagram? That was so weird. Very weird. Uh, I don't even know if that was real or they just wanted publicity. I don't know, but like... Maybe they slept together. Maybe like once. Possibly, but like Drake, he gives me like... Some kind of vibes. Predator vibes. Yeah, because of the Millie Bobby Brown thing. It was that or like there was a fan he had taken a picture with that like it was like rumored, not that he was in like a full-blown relationship, but they were going out on dates. And then someone went through her Instagram feed and like found a picture of them together. And it was like, she was, I think like, she wasn't 18 at the time. Yeah. And then like, he literally has a song called Teenage Fever. I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of like R. Kelly-ish. Yeah. Well, before she got with A-Rod, I remember there were some tabloid stories 
I don't know if they were true at all, but there were some stories like Ben is trying to get her back now that she's single and he's single. And honestly, that would not surprise me because you could tell that they had a really, like they did have a connection. I think that the thing that sucks is that they were so open with the media and they did do interviews together and they did involve each other in each other's projects and stuff. But I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, Jersey represent, and he's (laughs) been close with Ben forever. He said multiple times, especially I always listen to his comments and he said it on the Jersey Girl commentary which is like this movie that got so hated but I actually love the movie Jersey Girl I think it's so cute Ben and Jen were in it together right and he said multiple times I promise you he's like I know that it was all media and press but it was not fake I've known Ben forever I've never seen him like this this is before he got with Jennifer Garner he wasn't shading her you know what I mean he was he was just saying how happy he was how genuine he was like how much they loved each other like how pleasant they were to be around because they were so in love and it was so nice and I love her with A-Rod they are so good together I like that they post things together but she's more I I feel like she's more private with A-Rod than she was with any of her other relationships and I feel like that's why they're like Mm -hmm. thriving a little bit better well you know what's cool is that I don't know if this was like a publicity joint publicity thing on their part but they don't really update them anymore but I want to say like a year ago they both maybe even longer now but they launched YouTube channels at the same time Mm -hmm. and so A-Rod has his YouTube videos and J-Lo has hers but they're in each other's videos all the time and so I of course became addicted and watched them all and (laughs) it was cool because like you're saying it was an intimate look inside but it's not too much because with the Ben and, and Jen thing sometimes it was kind of like I, again I'm not saying they're asking for it but they they did seem to kind of relish in it a little yeah. more because they did a primetime special about their relationship right. which is like what and I know that Ben said like oh you know that's something I regret but I don't regret the rest of the relationship um and it's just like interesting I just feel like he genuinely is so good for her because there's this other video where I think she's getting ready for the Oscars or some right. other event and there's literally like 20 people in the house and he's just he's not picking on her he's not saying Nick <laughs> um, he's not saying like when are you gonna be ready let's go let's go like he knows who he's with he's like this is JLo okay she's gonna spend three hours getting ready she needs a team of people it's gonna take weeks for her to pick an outfit okay this is JLo this is who I'm with and he respects it and he was just like getting ready by himself himself putting his little bow tie on and I don't know they just seem they seem good so I don't want them to break up but if they ever did and Ben and JLo got together that would be everything that would just I feel like the media would just like lose their mind shut down yeah. like it wouldn't even be and I'm sure some people that don't remember what a big deal this was are like who cares what no 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 you- no it's like they started the iconic benefer like that's where these crazy celebrity couple names started mm-hmm. and honestly I mean I guess it was around the same time as newlyweds they were together but I'm sure they must have gotten so many offers yeah because I was actually watching an interview when Christina Aguilera was still married to her um first husband Jordan someone asked her like would you ever do a reality show like Nick and Jessica and she said I would not because I don't want people in my house but she was like we have been approached that's interesting because her husband wasn't even famous if only one member of the couple is famous and you're still getting offers Imagine the craze that was happening around the time. Like how many millions of dollars would they have offered? Yeah. There it would be fun if we did a bonus episode or something where we just talked about other couple reality shows of the time. Patreon and do that. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Let us know if you would pay like a dollar a month, literally. It would not be expensive for bonus content. Because we might do newlyweds commentary episodes. We want to do any kind of bonus episodes that we might do. So if you would pay that, let us know because 
We'll put it in our story too, but I feel like that would be fun to like, because we do go off topic a little bit, but that way we can kind of just explore more of our right. pop culture. Because we love obsession. pop culture. We're just, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, we haven't even got to the episode yet and we talk so much. <laughs> yes. We do have different movies and number one music, albums and songs. So what I think would be better because the number one movie stays like the top five movies stay the same yeah. a lot if we do the new releases. So the new releases this week, uh, I'm sure there were more, but what came up, what was on the actual box office chart is Dickie Roberts, former child star, David Spade's movie. Okay, I was just like giving Leah blink look. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I like David Spade. He's like part of my childhood from SNL and got it. I don't you know? know if I've seen it. Like I I know who David Spade is, but I don't think I've seen that many of his movies. I mean, no shade. We love you, David Spade. Come on the podcast. But aside from SNL and then his movies with Chris Farley, I don't know that his movies are necessarily must-sees. Got it. You okay. Know, he's so good at playing against Chris Farley, like the straight and the crazy man. He's right. so good at He's great in those movies. And he was so great on, on uh, SNL. And I like the movie. I haven't seen it in 10 years. But then the other one was the creepy Heath Ledger movie, The Order. I never watched it. I didn't see that one either. I heard it wasn't good, but I'll probably watch it eventually because, you know, we only have so many Heath Ledger performances. Right. And then, so the number one albums were Mary J. Blige, Love and Life. Mm. Great album. Number two was Metamorphosis by Hilary Duff. Iconic. If the light is off, then it isn't on. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. Groundbreaking. Honestly, like, (laughs) I think that's one of those lyrics that is so stupid that it crosses over into genius territory. Yeah. Because she's right. When the light is off, it isn't on. And that's how I feel about some men. I'm like, (laughs) if the light is off, then it isn't on. Leave me alone. You know? So, what a legend. (laughs) The third album was The Neptunes Presents Clones. Then there was the Alan Jackson Best Of and the Youngblood's Drankin Patnas Partners. Patnas? I don't even know if I typed that wrong. Um, I don't know that album. And then the number one song was Shake Your Tail Feather. Benelli. Yeah, we all know that one. And then Beyonce was killing it because she had Crazy in Love at number three and then Baby Boy. Ooh, featuring Sean Paul. Love Baby Boy. Such a good song. Number four. She was really, I mean. casually killing it on the charts. She still is. And then the last thing I'm going to mention, I think we're probably going to post some pictures from this. Nick and Jessica went to an event on September 9th. It was Giorgio Armani receiving the first ever Rodeo Drive Walk of Style Award, which I feel like was probably just some made up thing so that everyone in Hollywood could drink together. And there's a lot of nice pictures. Jessica looks cute. Nick is Nick. And there's a lot of pictures that are only of Jessica. So I like imagining the moment where they were like, Jessica, Jessica, can we get just one with you, Jessica? And just, I like when Nick steps away. It makes me feel good. Because <laughs> all the attention needs to be on Jessica all the time. Yes. And Nick was probably wearing a collared button up and jeans because that's just kind of his go-to. Oh my God. I think, you could be right, but I think because it was Armani, they dress, he dressed them. Oh, okay, good. But Jessica wasn't even like, her dress was cute. It was like a short blue dress. I would expect her to be in more of a gown for like an Armani thing. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit more casual. Okay. So we are reviewing episode four of Newlyweds today called Newlyweds Go Golfing. Yay. What are your general thoughts? On the episode or on golf? I mean, golf is not my favorite thing. <laughs> I don't like golf. Do you? I don't mind it. Um, oh, okay. So when I was in high school, we got to pick our electives for blocks and gym. And I think I wanted to do self-defense or something. So they ended up kicking me out because there's too many girls doing it. So like, oh, you have to do golf because that's the only thing open. So I was just like, great. But I really wasn't excited about it at first, but... 
I kind of got the hang of it. Am I amazing at it? No, but I don't mind it. I so. like mini golf only. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I, only if it's like a fun one. Yeah, I'm totally like Jessica in this episode. I For some reason, I have like a weird disdain toward golf. It's not just that I don't like it. I'm just like, ugh, golf. It bothers me for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it's because of Trump. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, but even before him, I was like, oh my god, golf is so boring. But... Because I, I love during the episode when Jessica, she's like, she's saying to Nick and she's being really sincere and she's like, I really don't think it's that fun. No. Like she's trying to figure out what is, like, why do people do this? I think it's it's because it's a sport that is relaxing. Yeah. So whereas like if you're playing basketball or baseball, you have to be so freaking on your shit and running around. But this is just kind of more calm and stuff. Like I get it, but I'm just not, I'm not going to be golfing anytime soon. No. So, yeah, what are your general thoughts on the episode? The episode, I thought this was one of the better ones. It's really good. Yeah, like, the first episode, then, like, the dancers episode. Goodness, what was the other one we just did last week? We did the Ashley one, but do you mean before then? Yeah. The camping? The camping, thank you. I feel like out of those, this one's, like, one of the better ones. Like, we're gonna we're gonna start to see, like, a little, like, incline of, like, I feel like better content I guess is the best way to explain it in my opinion obviously I just love the show but if I try to separate myself and look at it from a more critical eye or a more like a story standpoint or whatever or editing or any of that I feel like the first episode is just a hodgepodge of random not random like they did have a narrative of Jessica's messy and they fight and whatever right but that was just kind of like this as Jessica would say a Frankenstein because that's how she described her second album in her book it was like a Frankenstein the first one but then the second one feels really contrived because of the jealousy and everything and then the third one is so unpleasant you guys might have noticed that I put in a lot of clips at the beginning and then there were more things that they said that I hated and we brought up and normally I would have clipped it out but like by that point I had watched it over and over and I had I I just like could didn't listen to Drew's comments again. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I was like, I'm not putting this clip and I don't want to hear it. So that is just so unpleasant. And then this episode, I feel like it's good because it shouldn't even have been called the golfing one or New Orleans Go Golfing. Because they were only showing up the golf ring, like the, yeah, golf Like the last like, five minutes. Yeah. And the rest of it is about this Playboy Mansion thing. And I just thought it was a good episode and it seemed genuine. I'm sure they told Jessica to be a little bit more intense about the jealousy thing. And I'm sure they told Nick, you have to go to this. Like you can't, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't skip it for the show. I know his manager didn't, or his publicist that he was talking to didn't want him to skip it. But I think for the show, they were like, you need to do this and Jessica needs to be jealous. But it seemed genuine. Like it seems to me that he was truly struggling with it. Yeah. Not like struggling hard, but... Because, like, a slight redeeming moment for Drew. Like, he was trying to give Nick an excuse. And he was like, oh, we'll say your house is, like, a pigsty. So, like, you can't go because it's so messy. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Drew's actually being thoughtful. Yeah, which it was. It was messy. But, yeah, it was, you know, there's that conversation they have. Like, we'll get into all this. But it seemed like he was really considering, should I go? Should I not go? Yeah. And that seemed real to me. Maybe it was contrived. I don't know. But then also, um... Even if they did tell Jessica to ramp up the jealousy, she really does seem upset. Unless she's acting, which, like, Jessica's a pretty good actress, you know? I'm not saying she's Meryl Streep, but, like, she's a pretty good actress. It could be acting, but I don't know. It seemed genuine to me. Right. So I wanted to mention that I actually saw an ad for Newlyweds from MTV, and it was just a ton of clips of them saying each other's name in different episodes. That's hysterical. <laughs> it, it was funny, 
But then the voiceover from the MTV voice guy, he said, if they were any cuter, they'd be puppies. And I was like, they're cute, like, aesthetically. Right. But if you've seen the show, there's very few moments on the show where I'm like, oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a few episodes coming up. There's one in particular that I think they, it's the only one, maybe not the only one, but one of the only ones where I'm really like, okay, I get this couple. Right. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there, but I would never be like, oh, they're so cute. They're like puppies. Right. What an insult to puppies. Yeah. It's just the way they fight. Yeah, no, I wouldn't compare them to puppies. Yeah. I feel like they kind of missed the mark and it was just like, well, that was kind of like the punchline and that's what they're trying to use to promote the show, but like really wasn't thinking of the context of the show. No. So. So the episode opens with Nick and Drew making a huge deal because Jessica used the bathroom and it smells bad. Because, you know, they have never done that in their life. I hate when people make a big deal out of something like that because people think it's funny and to me it's just because we all do it, to me, I feel like it's the great equalizer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, there's that saying like, oh, she thinks her shit doesn't stink. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. I mean, it's probably because Nick and Jessica have so much tension that if he can rag on her for something, he probably, I'm psychoanalyzing it, but like he was doing it in a very lighthearted way. Yeah, he wasn't but, being mean. Yeah, but then she says, she's like, oh, well now I'm sad or now you're making me yeah, sad. Yeah, because he just kept going. He kept going. And he was like, oh, I thought it was Drew, blah, 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 you know, because men smell so much worse than women. Poop is poop, guys. Even if it wasn't being recorded, it's like, that's embarrassing if you're like, at someone's house or like you're at a restaurant and then someone walks in and you're just like oh gosh like what if they're gonna say something are they gonna think something and mm-hmm. it's just like why yeah. are we making this a bigger deal than I it just to be I feel like it doesn't really need to be it's not remarkable no like, we, we all, all do, do it, it. yeah I just, I just don't get it and he just really took it to the next level for me and maybe it, like again this is a reality show maybe the producer was like oh nick make a big deal out of it make fun of her like you know whatever but i don't know at one point he says he goes and gets the Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, because her poop smells, that means she has some kind of sickness. Right. He says to her, come here, shitty drawers, which she didn't poop her pants. No, it's not like she shat herself. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And that's when she says, now you're making me sad, which is like, yeah, get off the topic. Who cares? You know, then of course she has the iconic line. You love my stinky ass. And she wore that shirt in the With You video when yeah. she's playing the golf and it <laughs> says stinky ass on the back, which actually in, I think it's season two or three, but it's after Nick gets that closet built for her. Right. I, you see her going through it and you can see the stinky ass t-shirt in there (laughs) just like with all her other shirts i love that but yeah it's just like it was nick and drew and we obviously see jessica but there's probably at least one or two producers about like two cameramen so it's just like again it's like why this isn't doing anything productive there's this newlyweds commentary on youtube remember when we watched some of it together it's like right it's just it's like hours long and it's them i guess there was like an all-day special that they did a newlyweds marathon and they're sitting on a couch and they do commentary but they make very few comments it's basically just the show and then every once in a while you see a little bubble pop up with them in it and they make comments and most of the comments are not that interesting i was trying to like get some for this and jessica said that her stomach hurt Mm -hmm. that day so i don't know and then she goes this is when you taught me about the bathroom fan. So apparently she didn't know that there was a fan in her bathroom. Right, because Nick says that. He's like, oh, baby, you didn't turn on the turn fan. fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica is too busy being an international pop star to notice bathroom fans. 
iconic yeah but it's actually funny with this episode you kind of see it or when we watch cover next week's episode she's wearing the same like brown tracksuit in that one so yeah. it's like now you're kind of seeing and then i mean i know she wears it quite a bit that like crocheted poncho mm-hmm. but the specific outfit she's wearing is the one she's wearing in the camping episode it's the same outfit so it's like now i kind of now that yeah. i'm more aware of it i'm kind of like okay like try to figure out the timeline of when everything was filmed yeah they're really chopping up everything yeah because they probably had i mean you don't know that that camping trip could have been right after the events of like they could have gone golfing one day and then the next day went camping and you know what i mean so it is kind of it's like all chopped up yeah but i think it's just interesting it's like okay like these were actually because they're obviously filming for like a couple months at a time but it's like these events were actually like a lot closer together than yes we think yeah, I think that they – I remember Jessica saying that they filmed for three months for the first season. Got so. it. The next scene, they're in Malibu. They're by the water. It's beautiful. Jessica, this is where we learn, she's upset. She asks Nick. She goes, are you going to the actual Playboy building? Which she means the mansion. Right. And, you know, Nick says he's doing a Playboy radio interview, which doesn't take place at the mansion. That takes place at Playboy Studio West, which is where they do – a lot of the pictorials and stuff so that's actually kind of the place that he would really meet these girls and then he's invited to a spike tv party at the playboy mansion right so she doesn't want him to go so i have a question would you be upset about your boyfriend or husband going to the playboy mansion without you no no because it's just like let's just say in two separate scenarios of like one with their specific jobs he's going for like a tv event Mm -hmm. you know it's And then it's also, it's a radio interview. But even, like, if I wasn't in, like, let's say for some just, like, odd reason, my boyfriend got invited to the Playboy Mansion. It's like, okay, like, have fun. Right. So, because throughout the episode, he does kind of try to tell her, yes, I'm going to the mansion, but it's not what you think. Right. And I just feel like I keep exposing myself as having no life and being so obsessed with all this stuff. But... I know a lot about Playboy. (laughs) I think Playboy is so iconic. I have always been interested in it. And then the show too, like I love Holly, Bridget, and Kendra. And I just, I'm just kind of fascinated by that whole world. Hugh Hefner, the mansion, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people don't know that one of the biggest ways that Playboy magazine, especially after the internet started getting so big and people were buying the magazine less, one of the biggest ways that they would make money throughout the years is that you could rent out the Playboy mansion for your own party. Hef was not involved. Like, I think that Hef also could get an appearance fee. So, like, you could rent out the mansion, and it did not include an appearance from Hef. But then if you wanted to pay an additional appearance fee, Hef would come downstairs for literally, like, 20 minutes. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. So, yeah, they would make a fortune. Because the mansion itself was actually owned by Playboy, the company, not by Mm. Hugh Hefner himself. So, you know, Hef is just inside hanging out, and, you know, he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars or or more i mean i don't know how much it was i assume it was a great deal of money to do that and all he has to do is sit there and let them use his grounds you know he has obviously the uh team of people his staff to take care of it and he's literally doing nothing and would make all this money so if there was a spike tv party at the mansion it means spike tv rented out the mansion not even the mansion like the grounds right right i was just gonna say that like the whole thing was outside so it's not like it was indoors and that he could have like possibly like wandered off into like a bedroom or something Mm -hmm. like everybody was outside yeah so you know jessica says oh i'm sure the playmates are gonna be there strutting their stuff and the thing with that is the playmates are more focused on hef's parties 
because first of all, there's a lot of girls that would go to the parties that were not playmates and they wanted to get near Hef because they wanted to either become a girlfriend or they wanted to get in the magazine. And then the girls that were already in the magazine still wanted to get near Hef because they wanted to be playmate of the year or right. whatever, or again, become a girlfriend or get close to him in some way. I guess because there were some celebrities there, maybe the playmates would be more into going. But <laughs> if you're just having a party at the mansion, like there's absolutely no guarantee that the playmates are going to show up. And additionally, I'm pretty sure that Hef's girlfriends, which at the time, this is before Girls Next Door, so I assume he had six or seven. Holly was one of them. I think Bridget, maybe Bridget was one of them by this point. But Holly definitely, they weren't allowed to go to these parties because no. there were a lot of men there. So Hef didn't want that. So, I mean, Nick is actually kind of right. It's not like he was going, if he was going to Hef's birthday party where, you know, the dress code is lingerie or less and there's literally every freaking playmate from history goes to them. All the girlfriends, they're wearing nothing, all that kind of stuff. That would be a little more jealousy inducing. But the thing is, if Jessica hadn't been working, Jessica could go because obviously Jessica could very easily be accepted at a playboy right. <laughs> party. Like, a lot of the playmates have like really strict contracts. So like you have to have your hair and nails done. Like they have a curfew oh, and all this yeah. stuff. So yeah, understandably, she didn't know that. But yeah, it's not... It's not what, how she perceived it to be at all. Yeah, and even the entertainment they had, they had some, like, Dita Von T's wannabes there. I mean, I don't, I'm not shading them. They probably did an awesome job. Like, they had the girl in the champagne glass. Right. That was entertainment hired by Spike TV. Right. And so it was different. Like, if it wasn't Hef's party, it wasn't the classic Playboy experience. It was just another Hollywood party. They just had it at the mansion, probably for clout. Right. So... It just wasn't the big deal that I think she was expecting. And actually, the funny thing is the interview with Playboy Radio, like I said, that was at Playboy Studio West. They shot a ton of pictorials there. So it would be very likely that he could run into a girl, not literally naked, but wearing a robe that could be like, oh my God, are you Nick Lachey? You know what I mean? Or something like that. She does write in her book that she was worried about him cheating on her later on in their marriage. She doesn't confirm that it happened or not. I'm not sure that it happened. I don't really think that it happened, honestly, but she was paranoid about it is the problem, you know, which you shouldn't feel that way. So I don't think she really had any reason to be jealous. And my friend Gina, what's up, Gina? She also loves Playboy. Like, we have a lot of the same obsessions. (laughs) She said, I would be jealous, but only because I would want to go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's a really, really fair statement to say. Exactly. Yeah, they have that fight. And then, yeah, next was like... Then they're at the house and they're still talking about it. Yeah, like right before that, instead of like Nick comforting Jessica, he's like, oh, like, don't worry about it. They're just going to give me like a reach around. And Jessica's like, Nick. Which honestly, (laughs) okay, yes, I'm sure there were some playmates that were more loose, but like those girls were trying to get with Hef. Like they wanted the clout. They wanted to be the, you know, they wanted to be the number one girlfriend. The playmates are always trying to get in with Hef so they get more promotional opportunities they make more money all that stuff it's just they're not gonna get right they're not yeah so but like that the way Nick said it too he was it wasn't like vicious like he was just trying to like lighten the mood a little bit and that's just not the the kind of humor though that Jessica no I don't blame her for that but like Nick really wasn't trying to be like vicious or anything like like I said we've seen in previous episodes where he's a little bit more like hostile towards her but like this really wasn't the case this episode so I'm really proud of him for that yeah. Actually, when they're having this fight in the house, it's mm-hmm. um, the clip from the opening of Newlyweds where he walks away and she, like, grabs his arm and pulls him back. Yeah. And she's like, why are you walking away? And I'm like, yeah, I agree, Nick. Have the conversation. Right. And then, yeah, Jessica tells Nick she doesn't want him to go. And Nick, again, reiterates that 
one, she's not even going to be around. She's going to be going away that night. And he it, is con- it's a Spike TV event. It's not right. Playboy. He is considerate of the fact that he's like, okay, it, check your schedule. If you're home, I won't go. And if, right. and if you're not home, then I will go, basically. I think she probably knew that she wasn't going to be home. Because she she was going to be home during the day, I think. And then right, she was, she was leaving at night. that night. Yeah. And that's when the party was. So he could go to the party and not lose time with Jessica, basically, was the point of that. Yeah, and he tells her, like, there's going to be a lot of other things going on that have nothing to do with nudity. Right. So, And she goes, are you really trying to convince me of that right now? But he's right. This, yeah. There's so many, th- there really were so many things that went on at the Playboy Mansion that don't have to do right. with nudity. Sometimes they would be nude anyway because it's Playboy, but. So we asked you guys on our Instagram story, would you get mad if your husband went to the mansion without you? 67% said girl, of course. And 33% said I'm secure AF. I'm in the secure AF. Yeah. I voted that. But I appreciate everyone who was honest and said no. Yeah. Because that's okay. I'm always confused with, because like I said before, if it was a common thing or if it was random, that would kind of bother me with going to a strip club. Because Jessica compares it to going to a strip club is going to the Playboy Mansion. And there are some women even that don't like their husbands watching porn. They're offended. And I personally, like, could not have less of a problem with that. I mean, there's not even live women in the room. Right. (laughs) But that's fine to me. Literally, like, I I think it's healthy. I think there definitely is something to the whole testosterone thing of men need to, like, have more orgasms sometimes. In some cases, you know? Like, they need to jerk off, like, more often. So... Whatever. I don't find that weird at all. The strip club thing, again, like if it was a party or if it was like a special guy's night out or something, I wouldn't care. And then the mansion isn't a strip club. Obviously, it's comparable. The thing is, I always say that the cheaters are doing what you don't expect. If Nick was a cheater, he would not cheat at the Playboy Mansion. That's too obvious. That's too easy. He would cheat with some mousy girl who's not, who looks nothing like Jessica and he's probably like an intern at the recording studio or something. Right. Right. And there was one time someone that I knew thought her husband was cheating on her. And she's like, he's always talking to this girl. Like every time we're in the same room as her or the same event as her, whatever, he's always talking to her. And I'm like, he's not cheating with her. Because if he was cheating with her, he wouldn't be always talking to her in front of you. Yeah. Who Who's the woman who he never talks to? Who's the woman in the room that you know he's friends with or that he has some kind of whatever? But he never even says hi to her when you're around. That's weird, isn't it? Yes, because that's the yeah. <laughs> you know. So we also asked, should Nick have stayed home from the Playboy Mansion since Jessica was uncomfortable with it? Now she clearly expressed her discomfort with it. Right. So, twenty-one uh, percent said not necessary, and seventy-nine percent said happy wife, happy life. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing is, honestly, because I do understand, I get the desire to go to the Playboy Mansion very much. Like I understand that just that iconic place. You know, and especially if you're a man, of course it's awesome to see, like, sexy playmates all around. I wouldn't even want to take that experience away from my husband because I feel like it's just so fun and iconic. But also, I would hope that if I was uncomfortable with it, that my husband would just be like, you know what, at the end of the day, is it really that important? Yeah. You know? I I get that. It's I just feel like it'd have to be, like, a balance of, like, yes, definitely being respectful, but also, like, just because maybe you're not such a huge fan of it doesn't mean he needs to, like... Or even if it was the other way around, if it was Jessica going and Nick wasn't that comfortable, like, yes, maybe not go, like, if this was, like, a reoccurring thing, like, every single time, but, like, still have that trust and be like, I I know you're gonna go and nothing's gonna happen and you're gonna not make any bad decisions and I just need to, yeah, just have that trust in you. Then Nick goes to his Playboy 
interview the Playboy station on Sirius. Yeah, there's a Playboy radio station. Bridget at one time had a weekly, I think it was the Bridget and Wednesday, the Bridget and Wednesday Friday show because her dog was Wednesday. Oh, that's cute. But the show aired on Friday. (laughs) So uh, shout out to Bridget. (laughs) But that's just like a huge honor on its own. You know what was crazy? Tell me. The, The girl goes, we've been talking about this. Is it Nicholas Shea or Nicholas Shea? She goes, this is what we've been talking about all day. And I'm like, Google it? Yeah. Also, your producer didn't give you a sheet with facts about him. And you know what I mean? Like when you do an interview, usually if you don't do it yourself, you have a producer that says your guest today, Nick Lachey, he has these albums that just, that came out. He's promoting this. He's from this band. He's, he's now doing a solo thing. Or like they don't know people who know people who know how to correctly pronounce his name. Right. Also, it's insulting to say that to him. Yeah. Okay. He's not Tom Cruise level famous, but he was still pretty famous. It's just rude to say to someone's face, you know? Yeah. That just rubbed me the wrong way. It was odd. And then they get into the collar who has this was amazing yeah i also just like again like i want to applaud nick for this because he handled it well he handled it so so well there was a gentleman who called in and he was telling a nick story about a band called 69 degrees (laughs) with a singer named dick legay okay i was down in new orleans about four or five years ago Uh uh-huh headliner was this group called 69 degrees and the lead singer went by the name of Dick Legay. So, Love. yeah, it was, I believe Nick explained it as like like a cover band. It's a compliment. Right. And it is, because first of all, if a drag performer even acknowledges you in any way, a compliment. They're busy. And <laughs> they know. got things to do. Right. And honestly, I would have thought that Nick would be more of a bro-y type. Right. Like a frat boy to be like, Yo, I'm not gay or something. Right. And he even says, like, while they're leaving, he was saying he jokes, like, the hardest thing. One of his songs could have been a really popular gay yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't just accept what they're saying and enjoy it, but he builds on it. Flatter, you know. I mean, yes, it definitely yeah, is. Got to be pretty uh, successful to have the gay tribute band. Yeah, I, I kind of assume they would have changed the lyrics, you know. I mean, the hardest thing could be a real popular gay song. That just really, especially in 2003, it was more acceptable to be homophobic. Right. So, and he didn't even say like, you know, I'm not gay, but. Yeah, or like, that's weird or like something. nothing. He has a good heart. And, you know, Jessica said that about him in her book multiple times, even as she was saying other things, you know. She also would point out things that she loved about him, that he was really sentimental. So he would cry at something that was important to her or whatever. He'd get her a special gift and it would make them both cry or something and that he I think at his core he's good and the fact that even back then when it was so much more acceptable to be to make like little comments right he didn't make any of those comments and you know they would have put it in yeah also I was kind of impressed because they show the moment that this caller calls like there's no way that he could have known what he was gonna say and there's not like an ounce of hesitation on his face there's nothing he's not disturbed at all he he's just like laughs. laughing yeah it was cute it was like one of the only things that made me so far in the show anyway that I was like, oh, Nick. Yeah, and then even... You're okay. Yeah, he's like, you have to be pretty famous, you know, to have a whole cover band. So it's just like... Exactly. He just really eats up the compliment, and that just made my soul so happy. Yeah, it was really a good moment for him. And then also they had that where they brought the strippers in. Right. Which, they weren't even naked or anything, but I guess they're strippers? Yeah, it was one of the producers, or one of the callers had two 
daughters. Were they strippers? They were strippers. So, okay. yeah, it was uh, two girls who were regular callers and producers for the radio show. They bring them in to, like, talk with Nick and, like, the host of the show. And they keep saying, oh, and they're strippers and they're strippers and they're strippers. So, like, that was a little weird because it's just, like, They were okay. trying to, you know, make it into a thing. Right. And I, I think one of them was kind of too flirty with him, probably. That for was a the one about, like, I'm pretty sure the lower cut shirt, because it was like yeah. almost like a vest, but there was just like a lot of cleavage showing. Yeah. And he was good about that too. For to his credit, he kept his hands to himself. He didn't not that I expect him to like grope them, but he could have put his arm around one as a joke or, or like you know a little I mean? flirty. Right. You know, he just sat there and answered their questions and didn't seem interested at all you know no and it was what made me again like it just made me so happy that like you know nick is married and one of them says like oh if nick wasn't married i'd give him a lap dance and then you don't need to say that girl no and then nick i think another comment was made but he says i love my wife and i love my wife and i was just like yeah thank you yeah because that's the, and like we say it all the time like we don't want to hate on Nick but like he does a lot of not great things right and th- this time he did something we liked and we're saying it yeah. you know we're not biased we're not just going to hate on him for no reason if he deserves credit then he deserves credit and yeah. I mean not that someone deserves credit for not flirting with strippers but, right and by the way I'm not shading strippers sex no. work is work yes and I'm just saying she specifically not because she's a stripper she shouldn't have been so flirty but great moment for Nick yeah we love that <laughs> Then they're back at the house. Nick is back at the house with Jessica, and mm-hmm. she's leaving for the airport. You can tell she's not in the best mood. But when he kisses her goodbye, their kiss seems genuine to me. Yeah, he was being very affectionate with her. Again, yeah. like, another just Nick was being, like, really affectionate. And he, like I said, like, the initial comment he made about, like, oh, they're going to be a reach around or whatever. Like, that was more sarcastic than, like, trying to make her feel insecure. So mm-hmm. I feel like in this moment specifically, like, he really was doing a good job to make her feel loved. And he just said, like, you know, like, he was just telling her, like, there's nothing to worry about. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I appreciate that. Yeah, still not as cute as puppies, but, no. <laughs> you know, cuter. So then Drew is over. It's the scene we already talked about. He is calling his publicist. He's legit trying to get out of it. And again, I give him credit for this. He wasn't just saying, like, Jess, I have to go. This is my job, period. And yeah. that, honestly, that would have been acceptable. Like, it would have been not the greatest, sweetest husband thing to do because it is part of his job and it is part of promotion. Right. It would have been acceptable. It's work. Yeah, it's not like he was just going for fun. Right. I also thought you're right about Drew because he was Nick's plus one, so he obviously wanted to go too. So for him to be on board with, hey, if you don't want to go, just... Yeah, don't go. Yeah, don't go. That's fine. I thought that was... Or maybe maybe he had his own invitation, but I don't... I doubt it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so then uh, they end up going... And they, then, they're at Drew's house, and his house looks really tiny. Not, I'm not shading. I mean, it actually was kind of cool because it looked like one of those old-fashioned Hollywood houses, like right. those little houses. I don't know if anyone else I'm talking about, like from the 60s. Right, where it's like they show kind of like the cookie-cutter neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like in the hills. So, yeah, so they're at the party. Nick arrives super late because he tells like all the photographers. Yeah. He's like, oh, thanks for waiting, guys. So. Were they really waiting for him? I don't think they were waiting for him but mm. i just feel like for a spike tv event i feel like all like the bigger brad pitt's not showing up to this no is your point. right but like there was there wasn't a ton of photographers there when nick arrived so i think they were just kind of lingering around to like see who else can we get pictures of i thought that was nice that he acknowledged them you know mm-hmm. the funny thing is is that the party seems really tame yeah it's like really casual 
Yeah, so I actually did Google whether or not Hef made an appearance at this party. So this was June 10th, 2003, and it was the official launch party for Spike TV at the Playboy Mansion. So Hef was in his usual, like, area, his corner of the tent or whatever, and I don't know how many of them are girlfriends, but I see Holly next to him. So she was definitely a girlfriend. And then I see Bridget next to her. She was definitely a girlfriend. And then I see... <laughs> okay, so Bridget and Holly. So that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine women. Uh, I don't know how many of them are actual girlfriends, but I think there were at least seven. So Okay. So they were at the party, but the thing that's funny is that obviously if the camera people had seen Hugh Hefner, he would have been on the show. Because also Playboy parties have the sign that they're filming, even before Girls Like Sora, they're filming. So you're, by being there, you're releasing your image, blah, blah, blah. Nick didn't get anywhere near Hugh Hefner. No. And Nick was famous. It wouldn't have been that much of a stretch if he did go over to have and say hi. Maybe the cameras just didn't get that, but I doubt it. Obviously, if you're at the Playboy Mansion, no, that's that would the be number like one. a huge moment. I don't, so I don't know. Maybe he didn't even get to talk to half or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the party was, t- I mean, they didn't even, they showed those like two girls walking away from them. Yeah, that was it. They didn't even get any girls. Because the thing is, okay, obviously Jessica's upset or whatever, but he still could have talked to women that were there, had right. a conversation. I'm sure at that point he did still have, not that, not that he doesn't have fans now, but like, I'm sure, because this is before Newlyweds aired, so he wasn't as famous, but I'm sure there were still people that were like, oh, it's Nick yeah. and Drew from 98 Degrees. Who wanted to socialize with them, right. They didn't show anything, and then they cut to Jessica, who's in the hotel room. Right. She's in Detroit, I'm pretty sure. She seems like genuinely not happy which yeah. made me sad and I also hate that they didn't show what she was doing at all like this episode is like very much I mean besides the golfing thing it's like very much about Nick and I'm like well I want to hear about her trip why what was she doing like right doing promo or a photo shoot or something but what I thought was funny is that in her book she writes about how for her third album Columbia had run out of money because Tommy Mottola spent so much money trying to make her second album a thing and then instead of continuing to promote it they dropped her album after the second single and didn't let her release any more singles so they had no wow. money um, to promote her third album and so I noted that she was staying at a Hilton Garden Inn which I love the Hilton Garden Inn definitely a reliable place always clean always pretty nice you know but it's bare bones it's not where Jessica Simpson normally stays right I I kind of just connected that after listening to her book because I thought maybe before they would have put her up at, I don't know, what's the four seasons of Detroit, whatever that would be. (laughs) Better than, what was it, the four seasons that Trump was at? Oh my God, four seasons total landscaping. (laughs) Literally just the greatest thing that's ever happened in any of our lives. I still laugh about it. So amazing. You know what kills me about that too is, okay, they made a mistake. I get it. Yeah. It kills me that like the person on the phone that they called wasn't like, oh, by the way, this is, this is, if you guys want to do it, we just want to confirm you guys want to do it at a landscaping company. This is what this is. Nobody said that. And then also like, it's the president of the United States. Right. They couldn't at the last minute get a nice hotel. He's supposed to be the most powerful person in the world. I mean, I know he wasn't appearing, but still it's his administration and it's, you know, Giuliani, his lawyer. If anyone in the world could at the last minute notice secure a nice room, it should be the president of the United States. Right. No, turns out no. Oh boy. Anywho. <laughs> Loved it. So yeah. So then she gets home. And right. they're arguing about the party again. Nick says, once again, it was not a Playboy party. Right. It was a Spike TV launch party. And then Jessica brings up, like, when she's home, all Nick does is, like, watch sports clean and hang out with Drew. And Nick's like, Drew's, like, never here. But Drew's always there. Drew is He's always there. He's been in there. every episode. Yeah. So, so let's pipe down about that. <laughs> 
Drew so, is in every. He's always there, Nick. Yeah. And I noticed that they were because you know how they had that rule that they don't film in the bedroom, right? So I noticed they were outside the bedroom, and I and they still had their mics on, obviously, because we could hear it loud and clear. But it seemed like they had just put the camera down right in front of the bedroom door. Yeah. Which is that allowed? I don't know. I guess technically since it's not in. Yeah. That was not a good argument, Nick, that Drew's never around. No. Because first of all, he doesn't have to justify spending time with his brother. He could have just said, you know, Drew and I are really close. We like hanging out a lot. Yeah. He he didn't have to say like, we never see each other. It would have been funny if they did like a skit or something to make fun of this where he was like, Drew and I never see each other. And then Drew just walked by in his like, like, yeah, (laughs) I'm never here. (laughs) Yeah. And then it cuts to the next day, and Nick is talking about going golfing. Right, and, and then there's the dead mouse in the pool. Right, so Nick was saying that he came out the other day and was by the pool, and he saw a dead mouse in the pool, and he had to get a uh, a dustpan to, like, scoop it out. Mm. And he's like, yeah, when I scooped it, it was all rigor mortis. And Jessica's like, rigor what? <laughs> he's like, you know, like, when it's dead and it's all stiff. I'm not surprised that she didn't know what that is. No. People don't talk about it that much. No. You know? Like, if you talk about embalming, you're like, kind of like, okay. But if someone's like, oh, yeah, like, rigor mortis just kind of offhand, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, wait, what? Yeah. So that was the Jessica moment, but it wasn't so – it wasn't, you know, on the level of buffalo wings, which we'll get We'll to. get there soon. Yeah. <laughs> And then Nick tells Jessica that Leah's going as well. So Jessica calls Leah and she's like, well, what are, like, what are we doing? Like, are we just going to like a putting range or like, or are we playing a game and what have you? And Leah tells her that they're playing nine holes and she says like, you know, we need to go get golfing clothes or we're going to look stupid because mm. you can't just walk in casually to a golf course. Right. And I really love the story that Jessica told when she was on the phone with Leah that her dad went golfing and he hit a duck. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that that was like her reason for not wanting to go. You know, she's like, these things can happen. Yeah. She's like, what if I hit someone? (laughs) And she seemed really happy actually at the the store um, when she got her glove. She was like, oh, it fits like a glove. Yeah. Pretty cute. Yeah. And then we have, we they get to where they're, I guess, taking practice shots, if you will, or like mm-hmm. they're swarming up. And Jessica's trying to hit the ball, but, and Nick's trying to instruct her, like, you know, you have to keep your arms straight. Like, don't bend it so much. Try and stick out your butt a little bit more. And she's like, I can't. My boobs are in the way. Yeah. She's like, my boob gets in the way. You want to rotate. Keep You always keep your left arm straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, See my you. boob gets in the way. My boob makes it curve. <laughs> Which actually is a real thing. We've all been there. Jolie and I have, we're blessed. Yes. So we relate. <laughs> There's just kind of a montage or, a, you know, just all these clips edited together of Jessica complaining. She's Nick, hungry. Yeah, she wants right. to ride around on the golf cart. She has a headache. She has, she has to, to pee. pee. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she goes, okay, I'm sick of it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it. I need to take a break. Isn't this supposed to fly up in the air? I need something to eat. Can we just ride around in the golf cart? I have to pee so bad. And Nick is like, leave me alone. He's so frustrated with her. Maybe this was one of those days where he should have gone with Drew and Jessica and Leah should have done something together that they would have enjoyed more. And I love that Jessica just wants to ride around on the golf court, yeah. uh, the golf cart. And Drew's complaining and Jessica says, I really don't think it's that fun. And Nick goes, you did for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then she's like... Are there porta potties out here? Yeah. I gotta pee, Nick. Which at a nice country club in Los Angeles, no, there's not porta potties. That's a hard job, Simpson. You'd have to like maybe <laughs> drive like 20 minutes out of your way to go back to the main clubhouse to then go to the bathroom and drive another 20 minutes back out to wherever you were putting. Yes. 
Exactly. But, yeah. And then Jessica actually gets a few good putts in and Nick congratulates her. And he's like, oh, that, yeah. like, that went farther than mine. And again, I'm just so excited. We have an episode where like he's Nick nice. is, yeah, he's being good to his wife. He was genuinely proud. It was cute. Yeah. I love when she drives into the other person's game and Nick <laughs> yeah. is like, stop. He gets so stressed. <laughs> he clearly has anxiety about this. He, he's so embarrassed that she's doing this. Where do I go? Over here. No, baby. Get, no, get out of there. You're in there great. You're in there fairway. Get out of there. Keep going. I'm driving. Imagine how exciting it was for those probably old men that are playing golf and Jessica Simpson drives right in front of you and blocks your shot. That's everything. <laughs> My life would be complete if that happened to me. Of course. You should be thanking her. Exactly. So then they bring up, I guess there's like a golfing league for women. Right. The LPGA. <laughs> Jessica goes, I guarantee you half those women don't have boobs. Yes. Because uh, Drew asked Jessica if she's going to join, and she says no for that reason. Yeah. It's so hard sometimes for us to do things because if it's not that our boobs are getting in the way, it's like very hard to find a bra that you could really do activity in, and it's not like they're bouncing up and down. Yeah. It can get very difficult. So honestly, she's probably right. But when I was younger, I actually used to wear, for sports, I would wear a regular bra. And then a sports bra over it just so my boobs wouldn't be like – because it hurts when they bounce like that. Yeah. You no, it definitely that. does. So I guess that – That was That was pretty much the episode. They only golf for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was Newlyweds Go Golfing. I would say the best episode yet. I think so, yeah. Out of the out of the ones we watched, like this is my favorite by far. Yeah. So now we can get to our fashion segment. Yay. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. It's fun for me. So, yeah, the beginning of the episode when Nick and Drew are making a big deal about Jessica's poop, she's wearing a really nice brown tracksuit with, like, an orange tank top. And it make, just makes her look so tan and just, like, yeah. glowy. Of all the colors of the juicy tracksuit, the brown one is not really the one that you'd go for. But, of course, it's Jessica. So, she probably sold – they probably sold out after this aired. Everyone yeah. wanted the brown, I'm sure. And then – she is wearing yellow pants and a black tank top when they are by the water and it's just regular outfit nothing special right and then when they go back to the house she has her like i mentioned earlier in the episode she's wearing her like crocheted shawl like a green tank top that poncho was everything i actually liked how she incorporated the poncho in this one because like you said she had the green shirt right she had bell bottoms and then she had those long orange, like fringy or bearded, uh, bearded. Yeah, they're like beaded, feathery, almost not feathery, but like they dangled. Yeah, yeah, her earrings were cool, and I liked her hair too. It was like messy, but not like you could tell she did it. But it was the messy. And she look. like knotted the poncho in the front, so I thought that was a nice touch. It was. She just looked so cute, especially for just hanging around the house. I mean, I'm sure she like went somewhere, but she looked cute. Yeah, and then again we see her in that same poncho, but this time with like it was like white or light pink, Just white, yeah, yeah, and like some bell bottom jeans and styling it in so many different ways. Yes, an icon, future billion dollar CEO, mm -hmm. and then Nick, you know, wears a very exotic Abercrombie and Fitch t-shirt oh no not the t-shirt I was talking about the um oh the Spike TV outfit yeah he was just he looked just clean cut and like put together without trying too hard well I actually wasn't talking about that either oh, but bad. yes no I agree he, he looked good at the event but I was talking about when he gets the internet when he does the interview he has like a coral or like orangey yeah very bright shirt on mm -hmm. and again like I just wouldn't expect him to wear that because he's more of like the regular guy from Ohio kind of thing and I just thought it was a nice choice that it was just a little different and that also he was secure wearing something like that because some men are like mm, let's 
girly or whatever. But I thought it complimented because he has those really blue eyes. Right. That's one of those things about Nick that he really has beautiful eyes. So I felt like just the bright color of the shirt and his eyes was nice. Yeah. And then when they go golfing, Jessica's wearing that like really cute yellow collared shirt and Mm -hmm. she's wearing her jeans again. Yeah, she has blue, again, like bell bottoms on. She was wearing one of those cloth belts with a silver buckle that were everywhere in like 2003, 2004. Every single kid in my school had those. If you didn't, you were missing out. Yeah, if you didn't have the studded belt, which is more Ashley, like you definitely had the cloth. I feel like I had a black one and a white one. Ooh, okay. I actually, I love when she goes to the airport because she has one of those like tight low bun hairstyles that she does. And that is so nice on her. It doesn't compliment everybody because you kind of have to have the right facial features right. to like completely pull your hair back to where you can't see any. Because like a high bun is different or like a messy bun. But like to totally hide your hair and then you're just looking at someone's tight pulled back hair, sometimes it doesn't flatter people. But she has like the right like jawline for it. Yeah, and she's, she's wearing like no makeup and she looks so good. I mean, I don't blame Nick for getting in some extra kissing because she looked really good. She looked amazing. <laughs> Also, when she was golfing, she also had no makeup on. Or maybe she just had a foundation on. I don't know. But she looked gorgeous. Like, there's that one close-up of her. She's just sitting on the golf cart, and she looks, like, really bored. But she looks so pretty. Yeah. Was that – I think that was everything. That was, yeah, everything. This one, it was just – it was sweet. You know, like, it it was just nice where they weren't fighting the whole time, you know? Uh, Yeah, I – honestly, especially from the last episode, they still fight. (laughs) Yeah, like, they they were bickering, but – The last episode was so – freaking unpleasant and I was so unhappy watching it right. that this one was just a breath of fresh air and so uh, should we rate the episode yeah definitely so <laughs> okay so this episode like we said it's better than yeah. some of the other ones and I wouldn't say it's the best but I think I'm gonna give it four out of five drag cover bands that's pretty good yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of in the same uh, same place as you where it's like it's not as iconic as like the episode where she's doing the promo pictures for the photo shoot for the desserts <laughs> I love um, that yeah but it's overall it is better than the other episodes we've seen so I give this one four yellow collared shirts ooh I maybe maybe even a 3.5 but I'm kind of between you know it could be 3.5 dick legays <laughs> or for 69 degrees cover bands so (laughs) so we're not going to do an open book segment this time because i don't remember jessica specifically talking about this episode right and we're gonna have other i mean we're gonna do a full review of open book too right later on so we're just gonna get into some youtube comments yes kim says those things were nowhere near as pretty as jessica ouch things even the you know most horrible person is still a person yeah and they weren't even that bad no, I feel like that was it was a little harsh. Cassandra Carter says, I like how she goes outside just to act like she's getting towels are important just to get his attention. Like yeah. a girl would do, which is like, that's something I won't even lie. Like, that's something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. These comments, we gave Nick a lot more credit than these comments are. Yeah. Autumn Spring says, Nick wasn't trying to be respectful. He practically begged to go. He saw how bothered she was by it, yet he continued to do press. For it. Wives do not need to be jealous. It's okay to be protective of your marriage. So that was kind of a contradiction. She said, wives don't need to be jealous and it's okay to be protective of your marriage. So Yeah. And then uh, Inside Out says, they were adorable together, but if your wife is that upset about you going to the Playboy Mansion, then you respect her and don't go. 
Right. It came up so many times. Yeah. But it's just like, like again, it's, it's like, yes, definitely respect your partner, but like, there also needs to be that trust where it's like, you can't just give in to every single time they're having a moment of insecurity and like not live your life because you're too worried about like upsetting them. You need to have the confidence that a half naked woman could sit on his lap and start touching him and he would be like, hey, get off. Yeah. I'm married. This is not okay. You know? Right. Rachel Wyatt said, I would be livid, especially because all he talks about is sex. He reminds me of my husband. It's okay for women to worship him, but when Jessica gets the same attention, Nick gets jealous and insecure. Gross. Glad she left him. (laughs) Yes. I feel sorry, Rachel, that he reminds you of your husband. Yeah. This was nine months ago. Girl, file those papers. (laughs) You good? We're here for you. (laughs) We got you. Um, Eternal Destiny says, I love Nick with his Timberland boots and baggy jeans. That's when he was wearing the Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. Uh, she says, such a douchebag look, but it worked for 2003. Agreed. A lot of stuff worked in 2003 that does not work now. It's just like, he lives in California. Why does he need, like, Tim's? And it's, like, the <laughs> typical Tim, like, boots that New Yorkers and, like, anyone who lives, like, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, like, people who predominantly live in New York City, like, wear in the winter months. He bought those because Jay-Z and Nelly and probably were wearing them. Get Your Econ said, he didn't put up much of a fight on the line with his booking agent, LOL. That call was just for show. He tried to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So I actually disagree because in the industry, especially if you're someone like Nick who, yes, has fame, but is not, like, is still looking to climb and is still looking to launch this solo career, sell albums, become a legitimate artist on his own, it looks really bad to commit to something and then to go back on your word. So right. what he should have done is, I mean, maybe the publicist committed to it without asking him. I don't really know how that works. I think sometimes they do. Just, you know, they're like, in one month you're doing this or whatever. But to say that you're going... And because that's probably why the paparazzi were waiting for him because ahead of time, the press like gets a list of everybody invited that's expected to show up. So because especially big stars, they'll show up last minute. So the press doesn't want to leave until, you know, Angelina Jolie comes or whatever. So to commit to something and then to not, you know, that could have given him a bad reputation with Spike TV, which I, I think is now defunct. Is it? I believe so, yeah. But but whatever. At the time, like, Spike TV was, like, a thing for a while. A little thing, but still a thing. You don't want to do that either. Like, yes, he wanted to go to the mansion, too. Yes, he wanted to see hot girls. But his publicist says on the phone, she says something like, oh, we already said that you would do it. But, you know, if you really don't want to. And on top of it, Nick then says, I just started not feeling good. Remember? He, like, claims that he's sick all of a sudden, which... Really seem like that's what I would do if I was like trying to get out of going to school or something. Hey, I got a question. Would it be a huge catastrophe if I canceled out on tonight? And I'll tell you why. Only because my house is a complete disaster and I have like two days to get it together and Drew's over here and we're trying to do stuff. If it's going to be a big, big problem, I- I'll still go. No. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to cancel and piss anybody off. I and just I- think it's good for you to go. We've already confirmed you going and you're doing those promos, but... If, I mean, if you're completely... If you could see it, you would understand. But at the same time, I understand your position. I don't want to f- anything up, you know I, mean? I just think it's good for you to be out doing this stuff. Right. All right. I mean, I don't feel very good, but I'll go. Oh, jeez. No, I just I just started not feeling great, but it's fine. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. So we're not going? No, we're going. Oh, I have this one problem. Oh, and also I'm sick. Yeah. I, I think he genuinely... I don't, I don't think he was too desperate to go. No, but it was also like he said, like, he said, like, well, you know, if you really think this is going to hurt my image, I don't want to do that, which people talk like Hollywood, everyone says like, oh, it's a small town. So 
if he doesn't go, then it's like, oh, or do we really want to invite him? Because last time you said he was going to come and then backed out last minute. Right. Um, Ann Kid 333 says, Hal, if my husband would be going to the Playboy Mansion, I'd join him. Sure would love to see what happens there. Girl, same. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I was growing up, there was a girl who was a senior in high school. And even though I wasn't even in high school yet, we all heard about it because it was so exciting. I grew up in Vernon, which is this very small town in Northwest New Jersey. Like literally they sell hay on the side of the road for a dollar. It's like a farm town. And everybody knew she was like trying to be a model but then she I think it was the year after she graduated maybe or two years after but we still heard about it she tested for playmate so oh, she wow. she went to the mansion she stayed in the guest house and everything she took pictures in front of like the hef portrait um she met like holly and all of them and she tested and she didn't get playmate but she became a cyber girl and her nudes, like, we all, like, looked it up. Her nudes, yeah. she was a cyber girl of the month, which is not as prestigious as being a playmate. You're not in the magazine. Um, but still, that's a huge honor. It It's still, like, out of all the thousands of girls that send in their pictures, you still, you know, because there's only 12 girls picked for playmate. So that's, like, so few. And then there's 12 more girls for cyber, I think. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. But still, that's still, like, they're saying you're in the top 30 hottest girls in the world that we've yeah. seen this year that's like pretty cool so yeah we were very excited about that b bopper says there was so much animosity and disrespect in this marriage when they broke up i was sad about it but now i see now that i see this as an adult i'm not surprised nick did a lot of shady stuff to his wife and on his own that he should have done while married and she didn't ever seem to tell him what was really on her mind instead letting it get to the blowing point granted he did seem to have a skill at guilting her into keeping her mouth shut when he knew what he was doing wrong. People are being really hard on him. Yeah. I just don't feel like this was that bad. No. I I wouldn't really say he was shady. He was blatantly rude and mean to her. You know, he wasn't really behind the scenes. I mean, again, Jessica wrote in her book that she was worried that he might have been cheating. Right. But she says in her book that there was this one night that they went to a club or something and he acknowledged the woman at the door in a certain way that was like a recognizable kind of way where it wasn't just like another woman. And she was like, who was that? You know, and mm. she thought twice about it. But I don't really see him as shady. No. He was more blatant. You Especially know? like this was work. It's not like, oh, well, someone's like Drew called and said you guys are going to the Playboy Mansion. It was a work thing. And then there's someone who says she should not be insecure. She is as good looking as any of those playmates. I mean, it looks like sometimes it's hard. But again, it's not like he was just out hiding things like it was like a huge secret it doesn't need to be said i mean i don't like comparing women but it doesn't need to be said that jessica is 10 times more beautiful than 99 percent of people on planet earth it wasn't about that and that's yeah. the thing is like you know jay-z cheated on beyonce and she is so stunning she's gracious enough to take his lying cheating shady he is shady ass back i wouldn't have done that Beyonce, you are the best. You're a strong woman. Yeah. Uh, to and do then that. they had the twins after that. Because at that point, I think it was just blue. Yeah. He should be, if he doesn't kiss her feet every day and wait on her, he deserves to die. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> uh, I like, so Faithful One just says, I see why she divorced him. Oh. Short and sweet is sometimes the way to go. Yeah. 
Brittany says, Jessica is a very gaseous person. I wonder if the, the diet pills caused it to be worse. Which, like, that's a good point. Okay, so she wrote about this in her book, actually. She had gas because she was on the Atkins diet, and so oh she goodness. was eating mostly protein. Okay, wow, so that was spot on. Yeah. Way to go, Brittany. Priscilla says this is when she should have realized he was a douche. But, like, I really don't think he was doing anything that wrong. This episode seems more normal to me, where I'm not like, why on earth are these two people married? It seems yeah. like, okay... They don't have the best marriage, but they don't have the worst marriage. And you, because you understand both sides, like we've been discussing, you know, it's, you understand Jessica's point and you understand Nick's point too. Yeah. Behind the Harley shop said, Nick did not enjoy spending time with her at all. He'd much rather have been out alone with his brother. I mean, generally, yes, I feel like he did enjoy spending time with her because the thing is, I've been watching a lot of interviews with them, obviously, for this podcast. A lot of people ask, like, a common question is, you know, what do you love about Jessica or what do you love about Nick? And Jess, uh, Nick always says he loves her spirit, which I think is a really cute thing to say. Yeah. Like, just her whole demeanor and her, like, vibe and everything. And he always says she has the most amazing spirit. And so I feel like he did like hanging out with her, but <clears throat> you have to remember that they don't show the moments where Nick and Jessica are on the couch together all day hanging out and just having a peaceful normal day of course i'm not going to show that because it's not it doesn't make for good tv so right this one person is like heavily confused because they said <laughs> for some reason casey just don't sit right with me casey's not even in this episode <laughs> wait wait didn't in the last one didn't they say someone said casey ruined their marriage but she wasn't even on no. the camping trip yeah so i'm just like are they can i think they're confusing jc uh casey i said jc leah casey and leah Casey is such an icon that when she's not even in the episodes, we're talking her about name her. Comes up. <laughs> Goodness, someone says I miss flip phones. Same, because there's nothing better than like that aggressive, like closing the phone and possibly breaking it. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my favorite movies, The Departed, has so much of that. There's so many like phone calls, and they're always just the sound of the phone just tapping closed is like my childhood. <laughs> Lolada says, I love how Jessica never stops talking and is always complaining. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yes, that's the thing is, yes, she complains, and yes, she is kind of annoying in some ways, but she's so like cute and delightful that it doesn't, to me, come off I would never say leave me alone, you know? Yeah. Someone said no one noticed, including his wife, that he did not want to go to the mansion. He did want to go. He did, but at the same time, it's like when Jessica was like really upset about it, he's like, all right, let me see if I can get out of this. Like it, he wasn't, he, that could have been an easily a situation where he was like, just shut it. Like I'm going, like whatever. Oh my God. He didn't say shut it no, in this episode. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm really proud of Nick. <laughs> that is a big, I mean, I know the bar is low here, folks. Right. But that for Nick, big. So this is the last one I'm going to read. Nina PKP says, I think she's funny. I just think he should have loved her for who she was. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, Nina PKP. She's winning in her relationship if she's in one. <laughs> yes. Just you have to accept people for who they are. Yeah. You really, really do. Actually, a perfect example of this is Denise Richards with Charlie Sheen. Her book is great too. If you want to read another – I wasn't that huge of a fan of hers. I just read her book because I – I don't know. This was a few years ago before she was on Housewives. I was just just saw it at the library and I was like, oh, she seems kind of interesting. I'll read it. And it's such a good book. I loved it. She did a great job. And she writes about how Charlie Sheen is such a mess and they had this marriage. And at the time, he had kind of cleaned things up and he was acting more like a normal person. And when he started to become unhinged again and they broke up, she talked about how she had this realization where she was like, I'm not going to fight this. 
this is who he is. And, right. you know, they have two kids together. And imagine, like, how furious you would be if he's he's supposed to pick them up at five. And instead, you know, you don't hear from him. He doesn't show up. He disappears. No one knows where he is. And then the next day you see TMZ. Charlie Sheen, drunken night with five hookers, blah, blah, blah. Like, he did these things multiple times. He did this over and over. And she said that she just learned to accept this is who he is, and by kicking and screaming and and freaking out at him all the time, it's only going to make my life more miserable. So, right, because then he probably would have been like more secretive about it or things like that. And it's just like she, like you were saying, it's like she just accepted it. She wasn't trying to change him. Like, no, well, you need to be this, or and then giving him mm-hmm. an ultimatum. Oh, I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna take the kids. She's just, just like yeah. she's just like it. yeah. She was just like I divorced him. I did everything I could do. He's still gonna be in our lives. He's the father of my kids, and so if he, you know, was like too hi to come pick the kids up okay all right see you next week no worries bye like that's it because this is who you are and you can't i mean that's an extreme case where charlie sheen obviously needed to change because it was so disruptive and and horrible but jessica obviously is the complete opposite situation where she's not doing anything harmful she was just young and she was just not really ready to have that kind of marriage and she writes in her book how one of the reasons why she got married so young is because she thought she was going to lose nick he was older and so he she knew he wanted to get married and stuff oh wow and so she felt like if i don't do this i might lose him and like they were at drew and leah's wedding and you could she said that i could tell he was thinking and oh so that makes sense then or it's like drew was his little brother and he's at his little brother's wedding right 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 there's always like oh when are you gonna get married yeah yeah excessive jessica also wrote referencing her book again it's funny how we didn't do an open book segment yet i've we're kind of doing an open book <laughs> quoted <segment>. her multiple <laughs> times she wrote about how they were so enveloped in the nick and jessica characters right which was established by their real behavior but it was like okay jessica's young and naive and doesn't know what things are and nick is fatherly toward her and he's the older one and she's the crazy one and he's the straight one and he's gonna tell her like it is and she's gonna be up in the clouds ditzy and whatever and she said that it got so bad that they weren't just playing those roles on camera they started doing it in private when no one was around that's so weird because they had to perform all the time so it just kind of they fell into nick and jessica other than just like the real the real selves, you know? And she even says at one point after they stopped shooting the show, it was over, no cameras in the house. They had before when the show was still going, stationary cameras. They had one in the TV, they had one in like the entrance, which it's weird that they had those because I don't usually see that in the show. Yeah. Like they don't usually show that, but maybe they did and I'm just missing it. But they had, you know, just stationary cameras sitting there. And so they were about to have a fight and it was like boiling up. And then she said that they just looked at each other and without saying any words, they they knew what the other person was thinking. And they silently got up and walked out of the house because they were afraid that MTV had left a camera or a mic and that they were going to pick it up and then oh, wow. they were going to sell the story to the tabloids. And so they literally went down the street from their house off of their property, not even in the backyard, just in case I guess there was something there. And they went to like an empty lot and had the fight. And went off on each other. That blows my mind. They were so performing in their own... That's some really weird, almost David Lynch kind of stuff. It's like so meta. Like they were performing in their house as Nick and Jessica, but they really are Nick and Jessica. And it really is their house. But it's also a TV set. Right. Too much for me. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's just like, even not exactly the same, but... I watched the uh, Paris Hilton documentary that she released on YouTube. So good. So good. But 
she was saying, she was like, you know, like sometimes I'm kind of like, who am I at the end of the day? Because like people think they know me because they see this persona where she like talks in like that higher tone voice when like her voice is naturally kind of deeper. And it's just like everyone thinks they know her, but they don't. I'm not going to get into it right now because we've, this episode is so long, but (laughs) that, that documentary is great. If you have any interest at all, watch it because she, you'll never guess if you haven't heard about it, right? You'll never guess where they go with it and you'll never guess what she went through in her life. It's bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for Ashley and Jessica today. (laughs) Thanks for letting us ramble and just going on this wild ride with us, you guys. We love pop culture. We I'm did. so happy I met you because so <laughs> few people can keep up with me. And I'm not I'm not even being arrogant. I'm not bragging. It's, no, it's sometimes but, embarrassing. Yeah. But it's, no, it's, and I wouldn't say embarrassing, but like even then, like there's some things like you'll bring up and you'll be like, remember this? And I'm just like, not entirely, but once you get going, I, like, I got it. If I yeah. could remember scientific facts the way that I remember pop culture i would have come up with the coronavirus vaccine within a month (laughs) seriously honestly i would have cured cancer i just wish it was more of a useful topic but (laughs) it's not (laughs) (laughs) so next week we'll have a special episode our christmas special yay so make sure you listen to rejoice and happy christmas and ashley's christmas song and uh i forget what it's called that one she recorded in like 2003 or something and watch the Nick and Jessica Christmas special because we will be talking about that. We're not going to talk about the newlyweds Christmas yet because we're not there. We're going to talk about that when we get there. But yes. I think that's it. Merry Christmas. Happy uh, holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I mean, we're going to – this is going to come out before Christmas. But, but, you know, just preemptively. We're just spreading the festive joy. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Jessica, for acknowledging that we exist. Yes. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. Make sure you tell all of your friends about us, especially the ones who still know every word to Jessica's second single off of Irresistible a little bit. You know that's a damn good song. Anyway, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessica cast. We post every day. We love talking to you guys on there and Twitter at Ashley Jessica cast and send us an email with your thoughts on the podcast or just general Jessica and Ashley Ramblings. We are always up for that. Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.